Welcome to I'm Sorry What Weddings. I'm Ashley Sleek and this is the podcast where I take all of my wedding knowledge after being a 12-time bridesmaid and put it to the test and share with you the best ways to survive the wedding season. And let's be honest, that is year-round. I'm bringing on my friends and wedding professionals to chat with us about stories and tips and tricks. And I am so excited for this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome for the very first time to I'm Sorry What Weddings. Can you freaking believe it? So if you're here for the very first time, um, we all are, but I mean, if you've never listened to I'm Sorry What before, I am Ashley Sleek, and I've been hosting a podcast for the past three years called I'm Sorry What. It is focused on all things lifestyle, gossip, uh, you know, advice, all sorts of stuff. It's basically like telling you all of my inner thoughts. It's a lot about my personal life, my dating stories, uh, you know, things that are going on in the celebrity world that I want to talk about, TV shows. It's literally like, as I say in the intro, your best friend shows up with a bottle of wine in hand and is just ready to dish. That is what I'm sorry what is. And I have been thinking for so long about doing a weddings podcast. I have been in so many freaking weddings and I love it. I'm one of those people who absolutely lives for weddings. And so I get asked a bunch of advice all the time and I have all this knowledge and I'm like, what am I going to do with it? And I love podcasting. Obviously, I think this is one of the things that I'm good at. And, you know, especially for us women, it's very hard to admit when we're good at things. I think men too, but you know, women, we kind of have a hard time. So uh, I I finally was like, bitch, these are two things that you are good at. You are good at weddings. You're good at podcasting. Of course, I've been thinking about this for so long, and it is so easy to talk yourself out of something. I find that so funny. It's, it's a struggle to start something, but man, you can talk your way out of doing things and find a million excuses not to do something. And who knows? Maybe this was the right time. Maybe this is the wrong time, but I'm doing it anyways, and I'm so excited to be here. I know I kind of touched on it, but I wanted to kick off with like why I really wanted to do this podcast. So obviously starting with the fact that I've got the resume to back this shit up. I have been a bridesmaid 12 times, including one right now. So and of those 12, I've been a maid of honor five times. And I sometimes like to count my sisters twice because she was a COVID bride. So she had a mini wedding and a big wedding. So that would really bump me up to 13. But, you know, it's fine. Somatics, I'll keep it at 12. I have also been a DJ at two weddings, which is a very unique job. I, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that I am a professional wedding DJ in any way, shape or form. But luckily for me, I know a bunch of professional DJs. So they help me out in their time. And hopefully we can get them on the podcast here and they can talk about it. Uh, I've also officiated twice, which was probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever done. I love being a bridesmaid. And I think my secondary to that it would be being efficient. It was so fun and so rewarding. And I I love this trend of, you know, having friends who officiate. And it's been such a good time. And I am available if you need me still. And then I, I also bartended once, which was an experience in and of itself. I wouldn't say I was good, but everybody did get really drunk. So, you know, and once upon a time, I was a flower girl. I've also attended in 
a total 30 weddings. So I've had a lot of experience. I have a lot of freaking friends and I feel very grateful for that. And I've seen a lot. And even if I am do not have a role in a wedding, even if I am just a guest, somehow I managed to probably get myself invited to the bachelorette party or bachelor party, but also get asked questions. So I, I love the knowledge that I have and I'm excited to share it. And I also, you know, think that this industry is so fun. I know that there's a lot of people, including people that I, I are very close to me in my life who are not big wedding people and they don't totally understand it. And where I can admit there are some things that might be a little extra and extravagant. I think that the point of a wedding is that you are celebrating love. And at the end of the day, like that is so important to me. I mean, I'm a I'm a fucking hopeless romantic. I am who I am. I'm a Taylor Swift girl. I'm a basic ass bitch. Like I dreamed about my wedding growing up. I I I just love seeing my friends happy. I love hearing people's love stories, you know? It's it's so unique and everybody has kind of their own. Even people who, you know, in the modern age, a lot of us meet our partners online, but even those stories are different, you know? I I met a girl at a bachelorette party who actually met her husband on Bumble when she was doing one of those um, times that, if you've got single friends, I'm sure you've done this before, but you screen share your Bumble to the TV so then all your friends can swipe with you. And that's how she met her husband. Like, yes, they met online, which is a, you know, a, a normal tale these days, but like, look at the backstory that comes with it, you know, and hearing about people's first dates and just why they ended up getting married. I just think that's so special. And I think every wedding ends up being really unique to the couple, which is always really fun. And I think you can tell a lot about their style and their vibe based off their wedding. And it's just one of those like times in life where you are able to bring together so many people, you know, birthday parties are one thing, but as we get older, they kind of like die off and, you know, I mean, not for me, but, <laughs> you know, as we get older, we stop kind of having birthday parties and and there's becomes less and less reason to get together. And this is not only for you as a human being, you know, your friends and family, but also your partners. And I just think that's so unique and special. And it really opens up the door to some juicy stories. You know what I mean? Like you're bringing together a lot of people. You just never know what's going to happen. And that's one of the other things. It's like, listen, this shit is entertaining as fuck. Weddings alone are just really entertaining. I, I, I said this on on the I'm Sorry What podcast where, you know, there was a literal show called Four Weddings where people would plan their wedding and then they would judge each other. It's like that shit's just juicy as hell. And you just you know, what? I've had my moments. I've been drunk, chasing down desserts, um, you know, gone missing and had all, all sorts of fun extravaganzas. And I I just love weddings. They just they're unpredictable and it's fun to talk about. And then lastly, listen, I said it. I've been in 12 weddings. That shit's expensive as fuck. I'm trying to get that shit right back. You know what I mean? Like, it's time to be a good businesswoman and profit off what I know. I'm just kidding. That's not the main reason. Overall, I fucking I love this shit and I'm so excited to talk about it. I am so excited about the support that I have already gotten on it. And, uh, you know, it will be a mixture every other Friday. I'm going to drop it right here on I'm Sorry What. And I will have guests on and, you know, it will be a mix of friends, you know, current brides and grooms, uh, people from the industry and, uh, you know, people that I've been in their weddings to kind of get their opinion on that. And, you know, sometimes I'll do episodes on my own, but I'm really excited to see how it, it grows. And yeah, thank you so much for starting this journey with me. You're on episode one. 
this is the start of an era. I'm in my weddings era as someone who is single, but it's fine. I'm like almost not single, but I'm still not uh, close to being a fiance. You know what I mean? And hey, just think how fun this podcast will be when that happens. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to kick us off with a tip of the week. I am, since this is the first episode, you know, we're going to see how this goes and what different kind of topics we want to talk about. But I thought it'd be fun for me to give my own personal hot take and maybe something that you didn't think about. So my real quick tip of the week to kick us off is about the getting ready day. Okay, so let me tell you something. My favorite part about being in a wedding, and you'll probably hear this over and over again, is the morning of and getting ready. If the mimosas are flowing, we're in our cute PJs. Bride's getting glammed, we're getting glam, we're feeling ourselves, the music's popping, and I have a ton of advice on this day, but it's just one tip of the week. So here it is. Do not forget to tell your bridesmaids or groomsmen what shoes you want them to wear in the getting ready pictures. These robes, these pajamas, they're so fucking cute, right? But you take these photos, what is on their feet? That is key, especially, you know, I've been in some where we just take pictures in the hotel room in our robes, but there's also some that we go outside. So one thing that my sister did when I was in her wedding is she got us all like Old Navy white flip flops, you know, like super cheap, whatever. And it was it was nice. It's fun. We knew what shoes we were going to wear. It wasn't stressful. We also brought them with us to the venue and I put mine on later on because, you know, your girl does not last in those damn heels. But I say this because I've been in a couple weddings where we don't know what shoes we're wearing. It's like, do we go barefoot? Do we not? And then you take a picture and everyone's robes look great. But the beneath is like some people are in their high heels. Some people are in flip flops. Some people are in slippers. So I am not saying that you have to go out and buy anything. But I am saying that you should make a decision on if you want everybody barefoot, if you want everybody in sandals and what kind of sandals they are and or if you want slippers. And I think it's a nice touch. I think there's a lot of fun things that you can buy for your bridesmaids or groomsmen when you're getting ready. And, you know, the little flip flops I thought were a super cute touch. So I recommend, like I said, they don't have to break the bank or anything. Old Navy sells sandals for like two dollars and you can get them in your colors. My sister went with white. I thought that was great. And it was a really well-rounded idea. But yeah, when you look back on the pictures and we're like, we don't know what the shit to wear, because especially depending on what you're doing, if your wedding's like a local wedding, you know, or a distance wedding, bitches got to pack. So if you are going to have demands on what kind of shoes you want people to wear, make sure you tell them like a couple months in advance. And this is not a moment to get all Zilla-y, although, you know, I have my own stance on the whole Bridezilla stuff. But I <laughs> I would say that, you know, your girl's already paying for a lot. So don't be like, OK, everybody needs to be in like purple sandals unless you're going to buy them. But, you know, most people own like a brown or a black sandal. And I think it's fair to say one of those. But trust me. No one's going to know and they're going to look stressed. And the other reason I would suggest actually buying it for them is because bitches will forget. So go flexible and always be prepared for the everybody's barefoot option. (laughs) Okay, and of course, just like on I'm Sorry What, you know we're going to talk about TikTok on here because we love TikTok. And as someone who's been a part of wedding talk before, this is where I really got like the backbone to do the podcast because I was doing wedding TikToks uh, for a while. And then I went through a breakup 
and I didn't want to fucking talk about love anymore. You know, we've all been there. I personally have officiated two weddings during two breakups and also been a maid of honor during both those times and given speeches about love and absolutely nailed it because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not fucking about me. So, you know, it's fine. That's a early I'm sorry what moment like, hey, just as a reminder for everybody out there, and I'm sure this will be a common theme across the wedding is that when you are in or attending somebody else's wedding, just as a reminder, it is about the bride and groom. It is not about you. So anywho, I started doing some wedding tips on TikTok and it got great traction. So I'm excited to pick that shit up again. But anyways, I love wedding TikTok. You learn so much. And something that I saw, which was so freaking smart. So the TikToker who posted this, uh, her handle was Lizard. It was like underscore Lizard with like two Zs and then underscore. I want to give the credit where the credit deserves. Uh, she posted something and they were drinksters. And it was really funny because I saw a TikTok above because there is a trend right now about having custom drinksters. And someone was like, these are stupid. I don't know why you would have them. I see it as twofold. I I get it. They don't really do much because not many people are like stirring a drink. Like I'm a beer girl myself, so, you know, but I do like the way it adds a little pizzazz to each cocktail and especially these ones. So they had a QR code on them. So the front had like a logo and then the back had a QR code and the QR code linked to a Google Drive to upload photos. Fucking genius. And this doesn't necessarily have to be on a drink stirrer. I thought that was a cute way to do it. It could also be on a sign or maybe on a napkin or maybe at the tables. But what I liked about the drink stirrer is that sometimes we run into too many signs and I will go on a full tangent about that. Like, I don't think you need a sign for everything. Like, I think we're good. The signs are super cute. I get it. Etsy came for you. Wedding TikTok came for you. You felt like you need a million signs. You're good. People know what to do. Like, you're fine. I was just telling my girlfriend. So and one of my my bride, my bride this year that I'm her maid of honor, she was like, do I need a sign to tell people to like not use their phone during the ceremony? And I was like, no, your officiant can tell everybody. No one's going to read your fucking signs. If there's one thing I learned from being in retail marketing, people don't fucking read signs. So we're good. Welcome signs are cute. You don't need a million instructions, whatever. So tangent aside, what I was getting at was I thought this was freaking Genius, because, you know, it takes a really long time to get photos back from your photographers, which is normal because they're like editing. They have a whole ass job to do. But, you know, you want to relive the moments. And also it's kind of like the modern take of the digital camera or sorry, the the disposable cameras, which I loved that trend where people were having disposable cameras at their tables so they could take pictures. And then, you know, the bride and groom get those back, which is really fun. But let me tell you a little something, something. Those are really fucking expensive. So like I was floored by how expensive those were. And uh, I, I unnecessary. This is such a fun way to do it. And if you want to do the disposable cameras, I'm with you. I think that trend's so cute. The pictures look a little different, but how fun because then other people can share, you know, and download pictures like sometimes you accidentally snap a cute picture of another couple and maybe they want that picture. Now, now it's in there. This also allows for people to take on the challenge to be creepy paparazzo. And I would love that. I when I saw this trend, I was like, I want this because I want to be creepy and take pictures and then upload them to this drive, you know. But 
I, I will say I'm not actually if there is one thing that I downfall on and I'm not good at when it comes to weddings is taking pictures. I don't really like to be on my phone. I don't like having my phone at all. So I am not really great at getting like, snapping the pics. If I'm getting a lot of pictures at a wedding, I'm probably hammered. But even then, Smashley is like uninterested in having her phone. She's like, let's party. So, uh, yeah, this I probably wouldn't be that good at this. But anyways, I love this trend. TikTok for the win. I thought it was super freaking cute. And I, I'm super, super into it. Big fan. Hi friends, you know I love answering your questions and Ask Ashley has been a favorite of the I'm Sorry What podcast and now you can do it for both podcasts. Ask me questions for I'm Sorry What or I'm Sorry What Weddings. Same link, super easy. You can find it on my Instagram or on my TikTok at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Click that link in the bio and give me your questions. I can't wait to hear and answer them all. Love you, bye. I thought it'd be fun to also review some wedding trends and do a hit or miss, but like MRS, you know what I mean? Like to make it wedding. Uh, so let's do a little hit or miss with five current trends. I got these from Vogue.com, so you know they're good. Uh, one of them being colored wedding dresses. For me, this is an absolute hit. And especially if you decide to put your bridesmaids like in white or something. I mean, I understand though, like white is really hard for people to pull off. And I am not saying that you need to stray away from tradition. I love tradition. I am a big fan. Although growing up, I would tell everybody that I was going to get married in a lime green dress. Right now, I don't feel the same. In my mind, if I got married right now, I would want to do a white dress with a bright veil, not like a like a solid color veil, but I'm really liking those embroidered veils with the flowers on them. So I think I'd want my veil to be the statement piece and my dress still white. But I have seen a few different TikToks recently with girls in like pink dresses or like I saw a lavender. It was beautiful. And I get it. Like the white is so fun and traditional, but I it's your fucking day. You know what I mean? So if you want to rock a color and a bold color. But the one other thing I would do and listen, this might be a little extra, but it's your wedding day is I would tell people not to wear that color. That would be my one thing like you. I just think that you should stand out and be the star of the show because you are the star of the show. And so if I were to wear like a bright green dress, I would probably, you know, put in the invitation like, please try to avoid green. You know, I, I think that's a a fair ask. And, you know, if someone shows up in green, then we treat them the same way that if someone showed up in white. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I I love the trend. I just that would be my one thing is I think that it would need to be a bold color. And I think that you should try to avoid other guests being there. But if you want a color dress, baby, I say go for it. Trend number two is bright colored slash maximalist weddings. Yes, I love that weddings are becoming so much more unique and special to the couple. And if you are somebody who is, you know, a bright, like colorful, loud person, maybe like myself, I think these bright colored weddings are so fun. I think I think, though, where you would miss it is if that's not your thing, don't push it. You know, I have been to so many weddings where I'm like, yep, this wedding looks exactly like my friends like they, you know, it's some people who are very classy and traditional. I can see that the whimsical like twinkly lights like uh, th that's a whole different subset. Like it should reflect who you are and who you are as a couple. Obviously, when I say you, I mean the two of you, of course. Uh, and I, I love these bright colors. I think that 
anything that strays away from being cookie cutter, I'm into. Like, you do not need to do everything that the book says you have to, right? Like, you don't need to have a black tie wedding. If that's your vibe, absolutely. The people I know who have black tie weddings, I'm like, yeah, you had a black tie wedding. Like, that's you. That's totally your vibe. If your vibe is, you know, I, I'm not big on, you know, a camo wedding, but if that's your thing, do it. I'm, I'm not coming, but, you know, do it. But, you know, there's all these these other trends and, and things like that. But I, I love the bright colors. I love the loudness. It, it's just so fun. And I saw someone do kind of, you know, disco's really fucking trendy right now. But I saw someone have like disco balls and neons. And I just thought if that is your vibe, you should absolutely do it. Okay, the private last dance. This is a hit for me, although I love, love, love this idea of a private last dance. I think it's really sweet. I would like to actually be in the middle a little bit between hit and miss because at the same time, I do love ending as a group. And I do think that you get kind of both of that. I think it's really, you know, sweet. Uh, to do the last dance. But I also think that leaving, you know, shutting down the party all together and everyone kind of leaving together is fun. This also kind of, you know, negates the send off, which I have been to weddings that have done both. And it's a little awkward in the timing where they're like out, they're having a private dance and then you're like waiting with a sparkler outside, you know, which is fine. But it is, it, it does create an interesting lull. Luckily, at that point, most of us are already drunk. So, you know, there's that. But, you know, I would just be weary of the timing of doing both. But I think it's a really sweet, intimate moment. And one of the things that I tell people, I am a strong advocate of the first look. I think that the first look is so smart to do because it's actually one of the only times where the bride and the groom are completely alone. I mean, obviously, besides the photographer, but like, that is such an intimate and special moment. And I think that the last dance kind of also gives that same intimate alone vibe. So I think it's a hit, but I don't I don't think that it's 1000 percent necessary. I, I think that if you if you don't do a first look, I would do the last dance. But if you do do a first look, I think you still kind of get that moment. But if you're the kind of person, especially, um, you know, I, I would say that if if you are going to do a final dance, you should have an after party. So then you know where all your bitches are going and you get to see them again or ending together. But I think it's overall a hit. I would love it. I think I could definitely see myself doing it. But I think that if you are the kind of person who wants to end with all their friends and have a send off, then I think you need to skip it. Uh, OK, this is one of my favorite trends right now. And if you're from the East Coast, you're like, this is not new, but welcome parties. I this is an absolute hit for me. And let me tell you something. I don't think you need to necessarily pay for it. And I know this is going to be an a, a you know, misconception. And maybe you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Ashley? So first of all, if you don't know, a welcome party is like the day before the wedding, after the rehearsal, after the rehearsal dinner, you know, getting your friends together or, you know, uh, when I was in my friend Aaron's wedding, we uh, she had a pool party, which was really cool. And then there was also like an evening party, which was great, especially I, I say this about East Coast because every wedding that I've heard from someone from the East Coast, they do these. And it's because East Coast people fucking travel everywhere for their weddings. 
Being a California bitch, I have pretty much just stayed in California. Most of my weddings are local, so I haven't really had to travel that much. But I did go to a wedding in Tahoe and they had a very uh, a welcome party. It was camp themed. And so, you know, we had a campfire and it was super fun. I think this is another chance for it to be fun and unique. I think that you can have it if you're if you have a hotel block, you can do it there. My thing about the paying is that I I think it's okay to just say, hey, we're going to this bar. You know, I feel like weddings are so expensive and I love the idea of a welcome party and the idea that you would then also need to pay for everybody's drink drinks at the welcome party is where I'm a miss. If you want to rent a room or rent out a bar or something like that, yes, but you don't need to pay for everybody's drinks. It's just an opportunity for everyone to kind of get together, especially if you're flying out. And I think the other thing is that the rehearsal dinner, it makes that more intimate because you know, the tradition of a rehearsal dinner is, you know, it would be your intimate family bridesmaids and groomsmen, their dates, and then anybody traveling, right, is original. And then it kind of like lower down to family who travels. And that's a lot of fucking people sometimes. And to keep your rehearsal dinner from being a, a basically a mini wedding, I think a welcome party kind of invites those people who travel to hang out. And from what I've heard from brides and grooms who have had it, is it's an opportunity to talk to people where at a wedding, like, you're probably not going to talk to all of your guests. Like it's a very short timeline, but this kind of opens it up. People get to know each other. They get to make friends. So then the next day at the wedding, like they already know each other. So people sitting at the same table, they might, you know, have become friends the night before. You know, it really opens up the doors for like, oh, my God, who hooked up last night? Are they going to hook up again at the wedding? You know, like the juicy tea. If you're going to have a wedding and you're not there for the drama, like I don't get it. And I'm not talking about like the, the drama that ruins the day. I'm talking about the hot goss, okay? Do it for the plot. Do it for the plot of your wedding. I love welcome parties. I don't think they need to break the bank. I don't think you need to go extravagant and pay for everybody's drinks. The welcome parties that I went to, I paid for my drinks and I didn't think anything of it. It was it was wonderful. I, I love that. And then, okay, last trend. I'm finally going to have a miss, okay? I know you're like, Ashley, you love all these trends. I hear you. Over the top cakes are a miss to me. I actually don't give a fuck about your cake at all. And here's my deal. I think they're beautiful and I don't want to negate and I don't want to get in trouble because bakers are amazing people and I think wedding cakes are gorgeous. But when I'm looking at what you're spending your money on, if you're going to spend an extra thousand to have like fucking sparklers coming out your cake or like swords to cut it, like that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying like don't have a cake at all. Have a cake. I, I don't think it needs to be anything that's going to break the bank. I know that they're expensive and whatever, but I have never watched. I no, I can't say never. That's not true. Unless you shut down the dance floor and you cut your cake in the center of the dance floor, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be honest with you. I Once the dance floor is open, I don't give a shit about anything else that's happening. So I have missed several cake cuttings. I just or, you know, when I need a bathroom break, I'm probably doing it during your cake cutting. And I know you're like, you are such an ass. I hear you. I hear you so loud and clear, but I don't care. I am not paying attention. I just I don't really care about the cake cutting. And so do I think you need an elaborate cake with sparklers? No, no, honey, save your money, save your money. I and there are people who care about the taste of the cake. So for that, 
more power to you. I've also never eaten a cake at the wedding. Like I just cake's not my thing. So maybe that's on me. But everybody has got their shit. I think when you go into talking to a bride, there's always that one thing. And for people who love baking, like I'm sure my mom is a big baker. She makes amazing cakes. And for her, she probably wanted a good fucking cake. For me, it's the DJ. The DJ is going to be the most important thing to me. Like, obviously, as I just said, the dance floor opens up like that's it for me. So if there is not a good DJ, I am not going to be a happy girl. Like, you know, everyone's like I've heard it different. Like some people really want the dance floor to be perfect. They're big on the live band or, you know, I just want to make sure that my signature cocktail is good. You know, everyone's got their thing or they need to have an open bar, whatever. Mine's a DJ. It's not the cake. So I think you can miss that. Luckily for me. Because people know that I love the weddings, I did already have an Ask Ashley and I've been holding on to it. And I know that's so annoying because I'm sure you're like, bitch, where the fuck was my question? I have it here because I knew I was doing I'm Sorry What Weddings and it was too good. So let's get into it. Hi, Queen. Love you. Love the pod. I recently got engaged. Congratulations. And I'm already having anxiety over my bridal party. I have a few different friend groups and I'm probably owing only going to ask a few from each group to be in my bridal party. I have a two part question for you. One, how do I tell my friends who I am not including in my bridal party that they are not included? She says, ah, I literally hate typing that. I totally get it. Two, then how do I tell them that they're still invited to the bachelorette party without sounding like a brat? I've only been to bachelorette parties where it's just the bridal party is invited, but I want to include everybody on a fun trip if they want to go. I hate the idea of picking my top eight friends to be my bridesmaids and bridesmen, and I just want to have a fun party. Help. Signed, the bride who wants everyone to get along and be happy. First of all, let me just say this. Congratulations on your engagement. And you are not alone. One of the hardest parts, and this is so drama, but one of the hardest parts about a wedding is picking your bridal party. And I have so many thoughts on that whole process. And it's something that, like I said, I am nowhere close to being engaged. And I stress about it all the time, especially, you know, if I'm in somebody else's wedding and I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be in mine, you know, which is okay. But that's that's a drama for another day. So you are not you know, this is not a crazy thing that you are having resistance on this. It makes it means you're a good person who cares about your friends. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That being said, this might be an unpopular take on this. But to answer question one, which was how do you tell people you don't? I don't get why you would have to tell someone they're not in their in your wedding. They'll find out. When you are, whenever people, other people are posting their boxes or whatever you're doing, your proposals, or, you know, they'll find out when they're not standing up there. I genuinely don't think that you need to tell anyone that they're not in your wedding. I think you're fine. And listen, I've, I've been on this side many times. I have had people literally tell me you're going to be my maid of honor. And then I am not in their wedding. And Of course, there's a part of me and I've heard other people say like, oh, I kind of thought I was going to be in their wedding, but then I wasn't. And it's okay. if someone decides to be an asshole about it. That's on them. That's on them. And it's probably a good thing you didn't have them. I've also been on the receiving end of somebody telling me that I wasn't in their wedding. And honestly, it was the most painful experience. And I did not feel it was necessary at all. The person that this happened with me, too, though, is like a younger sister to me. And I gave her a really fucking hard time about it. And only because it was so funny because I knew she was so stressed. So I was like, I'm just going to play games with her like, you know, but in reality, 
It did not hurt my feelings and I did not need to know. It didn't bother me. I still was at the bachelorette party. I, you know, ended up officiating that wedding. Like I I had my role and even if I didn't, even if I wasn't at the batch, even if I was even if I was just a guest, like I would have been just so happy to be there. But I I felt the stress coming from her of having to tell me this and I was like you don't need to tell me. I'm good, babe. So here's my I, my overall advice is don't. I really don't think that's that it's just such an uncomfortable conversation for you and for the person receiving it. It's like I don't need to know why you didn't pick me, okay? If somebody is really concerned, if someone's really close to you and they're like, you know what, I really thought I was going to be bridesmaid, I wasn't, and they decide they want to talk to you about it, then then let's have that conversation. And what I would say, hey, you know, you're really important to me and I am so excited to have you at my, if you're invited to the batch or just the wedding, I'm so excited to have you there for my special day. You know, unfortunately, it's kind of a numbers game. And, you know, I have a lot of friends and family and I decided to pick these people. And, you know, in my mind, this is just who I saw standing up there with me. But to me, this does not negate our friendship. It does not mean that you're any less important to me. But, you know, these are just the people that I I felt right about. And, you know, it was a really difficult decision and I really don't want to hurt your feelings, but I hope that we can still celebrate together in a special way. And if they decide to be bitchy about it, then they're bitches and you don't need them. Like, I have not taken offense, even in the one where she told me that I wasn't going to be in her wedding. It, I it did not hurt my feelings. And you know what? Overall, the realist ones are going to be the people who are just excited for you. And by the way, those are the people you want at your wedding. Like in I trust me, I say this knowing that if it were up to me, I'd probably have 20 bridesmaids and I might. I don't know. But I, I don't. I think it should make sure that you have people in there that you're not putting in because you feel guilty and, you know, just know that it's OK. You're still going to be friends with these people. I still love the people who didn't put me in their wedding. I, it, it's OK. So then for your second question, which was how do you tell them that they are still invited to the bachelorette party? You don't have to. You don't have to do that either. Let me tell you something. OK, you have a maid of honor for a reason. Use them. This is their shit. They get to invite people to the bachelorette party. That that's their that's their job. So you don't actually have to. Like I said, if somebody comes to you and talks to you about it, then you can be like, "Yeah, I still want you at my bachelorette party." But you absolutely do not need to take this on and you don't need to tell them. They're just going to get an invitation to the bachelorette party. I honestly I I'm going to give you some tough love right now. You're thinking too much about it. You are in a space where you just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I, I'm i saying this to you because I've been here so many times. One of my biggest falls, like flaws is that I over explain things because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And it usually ends up doing exactly what I didn't want it to do. If you're a loyalist to the podcast of I'm sorry, what? Then, you know, I've been dating this guy that we call the otter. And I got myself in trouble with him once because I was literally just continually trying to explain why I was trying to not hurt his feelings or my feelings. And it ended up causing like our first, I wouldn't even call it a fight, but it was like there was definitely some tension there. And it was just because I wouldn't shut the fuck up. So let me tell you this as a bride, shut the fuck up. Let your maid of honor invite people. If they want to get snarky with the maid of honor, your maid of honor will handle it or your man of honor. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to take that on. You don't need to have a separate conversation like, hey, I want you to come to my bachelorette party, but you're not a bridesmaid. They'll know. If somebody is confused, 
they can ask and then you can refer to question one with how to tell them like but and and to jump on the part where you said that uh you've only been to bachelorette parties that have the bridal party in it but you want to expand i think that's a great idea I, as someone who's gotten to go, I have been to three, I think, bachelorette parties that I wasn't in the bridal party and they were so fun. I talk about this so often, but one of my girlfriends who's, we're still friends today, her name is Haley and I love her. So she was her, uh, my ex-boyfriend was her husband's best man. So she invited me to the bachelorette party. I had never met her friends and I showed up, it was in Lake Tahoe. I showed up with a like 80 jello shots and I was like, hi, I'm Ashley. And I had the best time. That is one of my favorite bachelorette parties that I've ever been to. And her and I are still friends to this day. And, you know, even though I'm not with my ex anymore and, uh, you know, it was so special and I felt so nice to be included. And I thought it and it didn't make me feel any isolation or anything. The one piece of advice I would give on this, though, if you are going to have people who are not in your wedding at your bachelorette party, do not buy anything that says bridesmaid on it. Like that's where it gets isolating. I've seen people who have like shirts and some of them say like bridesmaid and then other people say like squad in the same thing. It's like no commit that like don't make it isolating. I think you can still do things like get pictures of people who are just your bridesmaids, like things like that. But try not to make it an isolating thing. You're just all there for a party. And as someone who, like I said, who has been to many that I wasn't a part of, I never felt the heaviness of like, oh, you're not invited to this. You know, most people are get it. You know, if you have loving and mature friends, they are just going to be excited to be there with you and celebrate. And if you don't have that kind of friendship, then they shouldn't be your friend anyways. And unfortunately, one of the things about weddings is that they will teach you real quick. who the people that should and shouldn't be in your life. So this might be a learning lesson for you. You might find out that some people suck ass, but your life will be better for it. I promise. So overall, I hope that was helpful. And if you have Ask Ashley questions, same link, you can get it in my bio at Ashley Sleek on Instagram and on TikTok. Feel free to ask any question. You can ask a wedding question. You can ask a personal question. And if it's personal, it'll be on I'm Sorry What. If it's wedding, it'll be here on I'm Sorry What weddings. Yay. So originally I had a different I'm sorry what moment planned. But as I was doing the podcast, I mentioned the word bridezilla. And I think that to kick off this podcast, that needs to be the I'm sorry what moment, which is we have weaponized the term bridezilla. And trust me, bridezillas are real and they're out there. But now we have made it. So where any fucking person, any groom, any bride who has an opinion on something or wants something a certain way, they're a Zilla. It could be considered that if you're a bride and you're listening to this podcast, you're a Zilla. People would be like, wait, you're listening to a wedding podcast? Seriously? Like you're so obsessed with your wedding. Fuck you. Um, You should be obsessed with your own wedding. But, you know, it's (laughs) I think that I'm sorry, what? Wedding? Be your own bride. Okay, like be yourself. It does not make you a Zilla if you want the bridesmaids to wear green. If you want your bridesmaids in a color, that's okay. Okay, that's not crazy. If you want the centerpieces to look a certain way, like be a Zilla, because you know what happens when you get wrapped up and not wanting to be a bridezilla? You have your wedding 
And then suddenly you look back and you're like, oh, I really would have wanted that. I really would have wanted that. And then you regret it. Just do what you want. Let me tell you, though, (laughs) there are Zillas out there. And the bridezillas that I have encountered don't fucking care that they're a bridezilla. They are like, nope, I want it my way and I'm going to get it my way. And guess what? They got their wedding their way. And I'm sure they're very happy with it. If you start to disrespect people, what an actual core bridezilla is, is people who like, you know, are treating their bridesmaids and, you know, their groom and everybody like they work for them. That's not necessarily the case. Do I think that you need to utilize your bridesmaids and groomsmen as much as possible? Yes, they're there to help you. They're there to support, but they're not on your payroll. You're most definitely not paying them. And in reality, they're paying you because it's a lot of money. So treat them with respect, okay? That's what a real bridezilla is. But please, for the love of God, do not sacrifice the dreams in your head because you're afraid of what somebody else is going to think. Like, at the end of the day, the wedding is for you and your partner, you and the person that you're getting married to. It's not for Aunt Cindy, who's decided that like, oh my God, I cannot believe she had gold silverware. She is such a bridezilla. Listen, no one cares about Aunt Cindy's opinion. Honestly, with Aunt Cindy, we need to put her on watch that she doesn't show up in white. Like these bitches, all the complainers are all the same and every wedding's gonna have one and don't try to please them. The people pleasing of a wedding is one of the toughest parts. This is the biggest challenge, I think, for a people pleaser is planning a wedding. Like we talked about, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, you're worried that someone's going to think that a customized cornhole is weird. Like, oh, I don't want to spend money on that. If you want the damn customized cornhole, get it. If you want, you know, the colors of your wedding to be something like this, get it. If you don't want someone wearing something, tell them. Like, you're good. You're not a Zilla. Do not sacrifice the day that you've been so excited for because you're worried about what everybody else is going to think about you. Guess what? They're going to have their opinions either fucking way. It's just like life. So you want to look back and be like, I had the wedding that I wanted. And, you know, every bride's going to have a little bit of a meltdown. And that's why you have bridesmaids who you like and feel trusting with. Like have people there with you that, you know, you can cry to. Like that's that's normal. It's going to get stressful. So you want people who are going to be in the trenches with you. But at the end of the day, I think the more that you let go and you just enjoy the process and do what feels right to you, I think the the better you're going to feel and the more you're going to enjoy your day. So do not let anyone, especially your mother-in-law, call you a bridezilla. No. Do your thing. Have your supportive people around you. Do what you want. Just don't Don't act like a mean boss. Like we've all had mean bosses. So, you know, like that's what a Zilla is. Not something casual. I just it. I'm sorry. What? It drives me so fucking nuts. Like I hear it all the time and I'm like, how? It's either like someone saying, oh, they're such a bridezilla for wanting that. I'm like, huh? No. I'm like, you have not encountered a bridezilla, first of all. Or it's a bride being like, I don't want to be a bridezilla. Embrace it. Embrace it. Okay, play the bride card. We need to play the bride card. Oh, my gosh, we did it. We did it. We did the first episode of I'm sorry. What weddings? Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm sorry. What comes out every Wednesday for I'm sorry. What Wednesdays? Uh, and I'm sorry. What weddings is going to come out every other Friday next week. I am so excited to have one of my best friends, George Panowski Camacho on the podcast with me. He has been um, my wedding date, which I think is just 
a top tier reason to have him on the podcast. He's worked in catering. He has been in many weddings. He's been a um, man of honor. He's got all this experience. So we sit down and we chat about all things weddings. I ask him important questions like, what does he think I'm going to be like as a bride? Uh, But, you know, we talk about his I'm sorry, what moments is fantastic. It's going to be such a great episode. I'm so excited when I did this podcast. I texted him and I was like, I need you to be my first guest. Like, I just think it'll be so fun. So I'm really excited to have him on and that will come out in two weeks. So I'm really excited. Thank you so much for listening. This was one of my champagne goals. If you listen to I'm Sorry What, you know that I did the TikTok trend where you write a bunch of goals on a bottle of champagne and um, then you pop it. So when you do that goal, so I'm excited to pop my bottle of champagne. I'll probably pour it in one of my maid of honor wedding glasses, you know, just to to really form out the whole the whole part, the whole subject, you know. But anyways, I can't believe that any of you even take time to like listen to me and be a part of my dreams. This is so exciting. I fucking love weddings. And to everyone who has made me a bridesmaid or a DJ or an officiant or the bartender in your wedding. I love you so much. Thank you for choosing me to be a part of your day. And thank you for giving me the confidence to do something like this. Thank you for, you know, asking me questions and making me feel like, you know, I was a part of it. I am so honored for that. I mean, being a bridesmaid 12 times, when I tell people that, when I'm like, oh, I've been a bridesmaid 12 times, everybody except my dad has a great reaction. You know, uh, most people are like, wow, you know, you must be really liked. And I think that's so sweet. I don't I don't know how I got so lucky for people to like me. Uh, I feel so grateful. The people whose wedding I've been in are my best friends and, you know, their partners are my best friends. And it's just been a wonderful experience every time. Uh, my dad says that he thinks that People just know I'm good for the money, which is rude. And um, <laughs> I don't think that's the case, especially now. Um, but, you know, a- anyways, I just I just wanted to say that this is for you guys. This is for my brides and my grooms who chose me to be a part of their day. This podcast is absolutely dedicated to you. Thank you so much. I, I love you with the bottom of my heart. And thank you for making me this crazy fucking wedding person. And I, I love you and I can't wait for more. I don't think 12 is going to be my cap. So let's get ready to go. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Let me know what you think about this new podcast. And I love you. Okay, bye.